welcome back. And if you watched last Monday, you know that we started talking about the tongue. And we were in James chapter 3, and we weren't able to finish um, everything we were talking about last week. So if you haven't watched part one um, about the tongue, please, 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 please watch that first. I Hopefully I did this right and put a card or a link up here somewhere on the screen. Click that, watch that first, then come back to this one. Um, and so we're in James chapter 3, we're talking about the tongue, and the last thing we talked about is, is how our tongue can cause a fire, our words can, can cause a fire. Whether you're, whether you're talk, talking audibly with your words, or whether it's writing on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, um, however, however these ideas and thoughts are being presented, uh, that's what we're talking about. Um, and the danger and how destructive, how destructive our words can be. And so we have to be very careful with them. Um, so we're going to be back in James chapter 3 and we're going to look at verse number 7. For every, and verse 7 and 8, for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. Wow. Once again, these are incredible words. The tongue is untamable by man. That's the thought here. We can tame all kinds of wild animals and wild creatures. And, and we, we're aware of this. We can see how, how a lot of different animals have, uh, you know, that people have made pets or have made tame that used to be wild. Um, and what the book of James here is saying, nope, can't do that with the tongue. It's not like an animal. It'd be easier to tame a lion than it would be to get control of your tongue. That's kind of discouraging, right? It's like, oh man, we're on part two of the tongue and it's kind of sounding like there isn't any hope. Well, no, there is hope. We can't do it. We cannot fix our tongue problem. But God can. Matthew 19.26 says this, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. Right? It's possible to tame wild animals. It's not possible to tame the tongue. With men it's impossible. But with God all Things are possible. John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. We have to give Jesus the reins. Let Jesus take the helm. Before a fire breaks out, give him control of your lips. Because you cannot keep control of it. You cannot tame it. You can't just willpower, nope, I'm not going to send that tweet. Nope, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to post it on it. No, you've got to go to God. You've got to take it to God because if you don't take it to God, you eventually will post that thing you shouldn't have posted. You will eventually tweet that thing you shouldn't have tweeted. You will eventually blurt out that thing you shouldn't have blurted out. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. A lot of people think I would never post that. I would never share that. I would never, no, I won't. I would never say anything like that. Those words would never be found in my mouth. Take heed lest you fall. We need Christ to increase in our lives. We need him 
to take control of our tongues. And when we know we're struggling, especially if we know we have a tongue problem, we know, we know we're loose with our lips or our thumbs. You've got to give that to God. You've got to give him the reins. Because it's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Full of deadly poison. Man. We see the power of the tongue. We've been seeing the power of the tongue. And now these dangers, it can cause a wildfire. It's poisonous. I mean, just like Satan causes Eve to doubt God in the garden through lies, we can spread doubt through lies. It'll kill a friendship. It'll kill a family. It'll kill a church. Don't make stuff up about your pastor or, or church leadership. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go around saying he said and then she said, so I'm telling you about it now. Don't do that. Do not make something up to make yourself look better. That's poisonous. It kills. And before you point your finger at all the liars that have offended you in your life, we got to look in the mirror and we got to judge ourselves first to see if I'm someone who shares information that may or may not have been fully accurate or who bends the truth to protect ourselves. We got to be responsible and speak the truth. And, and may we be careful of starting any conversation with, with the words, uh, I'm not sure if this is true, but you know you've done it. I know I've done it. I heard something somewhere and I passed it along. I never even wanted to check out the sources because it was too juicy of a thing not to share. Don't do that. Don't gossip and don't share something that you don't know whether or not it's true. I think it's a pandemic on social media. Sorry, not to use the word pandemic flippantly there. Um, we see a meme that we like, so we share it. We see an article that we like and we share it. We freak out about an article and share it just to find out that if you would have read the little print there at the top of the page that it says it's a joke. It's not even a real news article and it never was meant to be that. We share stuff like crazy. I recently saw someone even share a meme and it was completely inaccurate and someone pointed that out to them and said, you know, this is not from this. And the person defended the meme saying, I know, but it's still true. Don't do that. It's poison. It's poison. It's poison. It's poison. Don't, don't assume something is the truth and, and don't spread those things anyway. 
Proverbs 12, 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Speak the truth. And, and this is a little side note. If a leader in the church or someone in the church, anyone, not even just leaders, but anyone in the church, if they've, if they've done something to hurt you, you go to them. Scripture tells us how to do that. That's not what this episode's about, but you go to them. You talk with them. You don't go to someone else and say, you go to them. You go to the person who's offended you. You don't gossip. You go and talk to them about it. Gossiping and lying poisons. It kills. It's deadly. Verse 9, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth, verse 10, proceedeth blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. And we hit a little bit on this in the last episode of how we can speak life into people or we can speak death into people. Here he says, here we're praising God out of one side of our mouth and cursing men with the other side of our mouth. Go to church on Sunday, praise God, praise God from whom our blessings flow. And on the way home from church, you blankety blank, you cut me off. It ought not to be so. All people are made in the image of God not to be treated and talked to respectfully, even if they are in the wrong, even if they did cut you off. That does not mean you let someone steamroll over you. <laughs> but it does mean no matter the situation that you need to handle it respectfully and handle it well with your tongue. In verse 11 and verse 12, it says this, Do the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Our words, they should be refreshing and reflection of what God is doing in our hearts. And if our words are poison and fire and death, then God must not be doing much in our hearts. Do we even know him? Proverbs 18.4 says, If the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook, Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. 
Proverbs twelve eighteen says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Romans fifteen thirty two says, That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, and may with you be refreshed. 1 Corinthians sixteen eighteen For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. Philemon 7.20, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Matthew 15.18, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If God is working in our lives then, then the words that come forth should be refreshing words, encouraging words, life-changing words, life-giving words that lift people up, not wildfires that burn down families and churches and homes, n- not poison that kills people, not, not words that ruin people's direction and, and ruin people's days, but no, words that give life and hope and peace and encouragement. And if God is working on our hearts, if we're walking with God, that should spill out of our mouths. We've got to give them our tongues. And not only that, but we need to stand for truth. And we need to, but we do need to do it with love. We need to do it with love and do it for the right reasons. In Ephesians 4.15, it says this, But speaking the truth in love may grow up into you and him all things, which is the head, even Christ. Colossians 4, 6 says this, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. So once again, with our words, It can't be to prove that you're right. That's hard, right? When you're having a discussion, especially when you're you're trying to win someone to Christ, but it can't be you trying to prove that you're right. It, it, It can't be to win. The right reason to stand for truth is for God's glory. And so some and for someone who's not experienced the joy of the Lord. That's why you should stand for truth. If we're going to be believers that love one another and love our churches and stay on mission, we can't be afraid of dialogue. We can't be afraid to talk with people. Why would we be afraid to talk with people? Why am I afraid to talk with people sometimes? Why Why do sometimes we fear that? There could be several reasons, but let me just offer you two. Maybe we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18-21 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. In Galatians 5, and 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. I mean, we're not filled with the Spirit. I mean, we're not walking with God, being filled with the Spirit. Maybe we're not thinking on the right things. We're not ready and willing to have conversations with people. Because we're not thinking on what Scripture tells us to think on. Uh, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. 
So this is a couple things. Maybe maybe we're not filled with the Spirit of God. Maybe we're not thinking on the right things, and that's why we're afraid to dialogue. We're not ready. We're not prepared spiritually or mentally to dialogue with people. Maybe it's because we do not have an active, authentic relationship with Jesus right now. And if that's the case, we need to get that right. We need to get that right. Maybe you don't even have a saving relationship with Jesus. And if that's the case, repent and believe the gospel. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, subscribe, like, and share. Turn notifications on, all those wonderful things. Read the Bible. Live the Bible. Have a blessed day.